0: Today's show brought to you by RedCon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you're listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartimus. That's right. RedCon1.com. Alright guys, and welcome to Don't Trade On America. I'm your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? I'm coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida. Brought to you in part by Maker's Mark Bourbon. And that's what I'm not drinking today. I'm drinking water. That's right, everybody. Uh, Not a sugar water, just water. Alright guys. Um, So, a couple things. Uh, sorry about Friday, but you know, here's the deal. My wife was on vacation and, um, she got back Thursday night. I hadn't seen her all week. She wanted to hang out Friday when I got off of work. So that's what we did. We went to bush gardens with the, with the grandkids and kids and, uh, it is what it is. I was getting grief from Chris. He was like, uh, man, come on, you gotta do a show, gotta do a show. And I'm like, bro, I don't get paid to do this. <laughs> I know consistency is key. And I try to stay consistent, but until I draw a paycheck from doing this job, uh, I will try to be here three days a week, Sunday and or Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Obviously, today is Monday. I'm here Monday. I wasn't here Sunday because, once again, she was off. And God forbid I want to spend time with my wife. At any rate, I'm here Monday. Um, I'm probably not going to do a whole bunch of Sunday shows. I'll probably flip it to a monday, wednesday, friday situation just cuz scheduling-wise it works out good for me and uh barring any you know any kind of breaking news or anything that pops up um we'll probably I'm probably going to stick to that kind of a schedule um just cuz it works out better for me okay so i'm going to i'm going to be honest with you i'm probably going to be all over the all over the place today And the reason that is, is because I have no idea what I'm doing. No, I'm joking. But there's a couple different topics I want to talk about. And I'm going to try to keep this show under an hour. I'm going to try. But uh, we'll see how things go. I have two clips I'm going to play for you. They're both about a little more than two minutes long. I'm not going to tell you who is in the clip until after they speak. This first clip is probably about 60 years old. Uh, this is a gentleman speaking about liberals in the USA. So give this a listen.
1: There are many whites who are trying to solve the problem, but you never see them going under the label of liberals. That, that white person that you see calling himself a liberal is the most dangerous thing in the entire Western Hemisphere. He's the most deceitful. He's like a fox, and a fox is, almost, is always more dangerous in the forest than the wolf. You can see the wolf coming. You know what he's up to, but the fox will fool you. He comes at you with his mouth shaped in such a way that even though you see his teeth, you think he's smiling and taking for a friend. Yeah, I, I say that because it is usually the, if you study the structure of the Negro community, mm-hmm. economically, politically, civically, psychologically and otherwise, it's controlled by the white liberal mm-hmm. who usually poses as the friend of the Negro. Uh, on the other hand, I think one could point to a large number of whites uh, who have struggled for civil rights. Give me for an equality and have got little or nothing out of it, uh, other than uh, quite a few bruises. Give me an example. Well, the, the large number of, of white uh, students who have gone into the South, for example, working for SNCC and other organizations. Not working for SNCC or other organizations, but working for uh, the white uh, political machines who benefit by the voting uh, efforts of Negroes. Okay. Today, you could point to a large number of, of Negro leaders who have consistently betrayed Negroes in a whole host of areas. They aren't really Negro leaders. These are puppets that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. These are parrots that have been put in front of the Negro community by white liberals. You can't name me a Negro leader who has been a Negro leader who has been betra- who has betrayed Negroes who is not who has not been endorsed, sanctioned. Uh, subsidized and supported by the white liberals.
0: Now it's very interesting listening to that. For those of you that don't know, that was Malcolm X. Now you can you can listen to that and think, well, you know, talking about the Negro and the white liberal and da, da 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 da. But equate that to what's going on today. So he says, the white liberal. There's no such thing they use the black man or the black folks to do the things they do. And then he's talking about the, the gentleman that was interviewing him asks, um, about, you know, what about the white students that marched, you know, this was back in the sixties during the, you know, segregation, you know, the riots and whatnot. But, uh, he, he's right in the sense that they put, these students that's that's part of this whole CRT now when we talk about CRT obviously this is a new topic is something that we are recently talking about and this is where I have said time and time again that CRT is not new they've been doing this for years you just didn't know it yes joy Reed, there's not a class there's not a textbook That you learn, you don't go to CRT, I got period two, I got CRT. You know, it's not like that. It's indoctrinated, it's in the textbooks. You don't know it's there, it's just there. They've been doing this for decades, and they've slowly gotten to the point where when you get into high school and then into college, where these professors and these teachers, they get a small group of kids to believe what they're doing is the right thing. Um, I remember. Well, I don't remember. I wasn't alive back then. But one of the things that happened in the '60s, LBJ, when he started the Social Security Act and the Welfare Act for, um, you know, underprivileged people, they did everything they did for the point of getting black folks to vote Democratic. And it's very odd considering. The Democrats endorsed slavery, were slave... I mean, a lot of people were slave owners, I shouldn't say that, but back in the 1800s and, you know, the KKK, a lot of that stuff, those were done by Democratic leaders and or politicians, whatever. I mean, um, <laughs> and then you have the people that they were punishing or... And, uh you know, segregating, whatever you want, whatever words you want to use there, voting for them. And it was all a trick. It was all a ruse. Now, I might not agree with everything that Malcolm X has ever said. And the same thing with Louis Farrakhan. But I can, listening to a lot of their speeches and reading a lot of their text, you can understand where they're coming from, their frustration. And I don't think the frustration... The frustration was towards the white liberal. So when we say the white liberal, we're talking about like a Biden, a Nancy Pelosi, so on and so forth. Those people that use the black man, the black woman, the black child especially, and they fool them. And like he said, they come at you like they're your friend. They're not your friend. They're using you. They're using all of us, but they prey on people's ignorance, essentially. And then, um, so, you know, you don't have to agree with everything that those, that Louis Farrakhan, I played speeches of his on previous shows. You don't have to agree with everything they say, but if you listen to what they say, you kind of understand where they're coming from. Okay? I think Malcolm X's frustration wasn't just with the white liberal, it was with his own people, because they were blinded by the quote-unquote friendship of, of these white liberals, I have one more, one more, um, speech, it's not really a speech, it's a, it's a two-minute clip, um, most of y'all will probably know who this is, but it's just interesting, this was probably 24 or five years ago, um, it's amazing how things really don't change. But I think nowadays everything that we thought of in the Malcolm X in the 60s and the 70s and then 80s and then this gentleman was in the 90s it's all been happening for decades. You know, I I've, I've done shows where I've talked about the NWO and the Rothschilds and this and that. And when I say New World Order and the WEF. And these aren't new things. These aren't things that just started last year or with COVID. And this has been building for a while. For probably 100 years or more. And you can't, you can't come out of a revolution into a civil war. All those, all those wars were perpetrated by a group and we nowadays the civil war was you know you know what we were taught was it was fought over slavery essentially what it was fought about was succession from the south wanting to succeed from the union it wasn't about i mean it was about slavery but it wasn't the north saying you have to get rid of slaves or else you can't be a part of this country it wasn't like that the south was like we want to have slaves and was like you know or the government was like you can't have slaves we're not doing that And they were like, well, we just won't be part of your country. And they didn't like that. Um, A lot of that was perpetrated by England, which we all know if you've listened to my past shows that the the crown of England is controlled by the Rothschilds and the Bank of England, which is controlled by the Rothschilds family. Their whole... I, I almost get to the point anymore where I see any of these skirmishes across the globe in history and in current times as, as being put on by, these, by this group of people. And, and I'm going to get into that here in a little bit, but let me play this clip real, real, real quick. And you tell me, <laughs> it'll be interesting. That a lot of you guys will know what this is, but it, it just listen to what he has to say.
2: But there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason for this. There's a reason education sucks. And it's the same reason that it will never, ever, ever be fixed. It's never going to get any better. Don't look for it. Be happy with what you got. Because the owners of this country don't want that. I'm talking about the real owners now. The big, the wealthy, that... Well, we know what they want. They want more for themselves and less for everybody else. But I'll tell you what they don't want. They don't want a population of citizens capable of critical thinking. They don't want well-informed, well-educated people capable of critical thinking. They're not interested in that. That doesn't help them. That's against their interest. That's right. You know something? They don't want people who are smart enough to sit around the kitchen table to figure out how badly they're getting fucked by a system that threw them overboard 30 fucking years ago. They don't want that. You know what they want? They want obedient workers. Obedient So they can give it to their criminal friends on Wall Street. And you know something? They'll get it. They'll get it all from you sooner or later. Because they own this fucking place. It's a big club. And you ain't in it.
0: So, I mean, he's right. this That was George Carlin. Probably one of the best comedians of all time. Once again, someone that you might not agree with 100% of the things he said. But in his later years, he really got political in these types of... Obviously, what he was saying wasn't funny. (laughs) You know, if you think about it, he's doing a comedy show, and really what he's saying isn't funny. Like, probably by then, probably people were like, oh, yeah, ha, ha." That was late 90s that that clip was from. Um, I don't recall. uh, I don't want to say I don't recall things being so bad, but I was a lot younger back then. You know, that was 20, that clip was probably 25 years old. Okay. So who was president back then? It was Clinton, right? Um, the things he's saying, <laughs> relevate, it's relevant today. And you figure, I mean, George Carlin wasn't a young guy. I mean, he died shortly after that clip. And that's and another interesting thing. So Malcolm X was assassinated by three guys from the Nation of Islam, which he was a part of up to a point. He ended up getting out because he didn't agree with everything that they were, that they were about. So it's interesting. Now, two of the three guys have already been exonerated. Um, I don't know why the third one wasn't, but nonetheless, um, you think back. So I think he was killed in 68... It was either sixty-five or sixty-eight. Martin Luther King was the opposite. I can't remember exactly offhand. I didn't write it down, but nonetheless, you think back in the '60s, you had political leaders. You had JFK. You had um, Martin Luther King. You had Robert Kennedy. You had Malcolm X. You had all these guys murdered by assassins. Were they? Were they? Was Was Martin Luther? Or I'm sorry. Was Malcolm X? Murdered by three guys from the nations of Islam. That's the story we're told. Was JFK killed by Oswald? We did a show on that. Go back and listen to it. Was Robert F. Kennedy killed by Sirhan Sirhan? Maybe, probably not. Was JFK, or I'm sorry, was uh, Martin Luther King killed by James Earl Ray? (laughs) Once again. I mean, what would be interesting to do? Because we've taught me and Chris personally have talked about these situations where you have these these leader of leaders of people, and I'm not even so talking about like JFK, where he was a president, or Robert Kennedy running for president, Martin Luther King, which Malcolm X, oddly enough, didn't care much for Martin Luther King. They did not get along. He felt that MLK was was he. In his words an uncle tom um like in the the quote i played of, martin, of uh, malcolm x there he said uh, <coughs> that if if you have these black leaders that were uh being you know backed by white liberals and they're being paid they're being you know whatever so he didn't care much for martin luther king um you know so be it uh but nonetheless Martin Luther King was murdered. Of course, it was in Tennessee, and they had to make it seem like it was a racial thing. But was it? Or was it he was getting too close to the truth, too many people riled up, you know, spreading the truth? And then I would say the same thing with Malcolm X. He was saying too much of the wrong things to the right people, (laughs) or too much of the right things to the wrong people, however you want to look at it. Another person, John Lennon. You don't think about that. John Lennon, to me, I mean is you know is was one of the biggest like i remember when he died and i was a kid i love the beatles you know what i'm saying and the you know chris and i have talked about this and this is something we're probably thinking about doing in the future as a show of of these people leaders not and they don't have to be political leaders they could be just leaders of people malcolm x martin luther king john lennon you don't think about john lennon as being a leader. He was a, he was a singer. He was Beatles. He was, did it or whatever. He was in the middle of a movement, and they didn't like that. Who's they? I don't know. They didn't like it. But then you think about what um, George Carlin was just saying there about they don't want people that are educated. They don't want you to think. They don't want you critically thinking. Not critically race thinking. <laughs> they don't want you critically thinking, which brings us to today and what's going on in this country today. In this country we have the uh, governance of disinformation or whatever in the hell they're called, the Ministry of Truth, whatever you want to call it. Right? That's what that is. There is no such thing as a fact checker. I've said this time and time again. There is an opinion checker. Now, you can factually say red is red, blue is blue. Right? So if I say uh, the, the American flag is yellow pink and green well you can fact check me on that and say no it's red white and blue okay that's a fact check but if i have an opinion about the flag that you might not agree with or if i have an opinion about whatever that you might not agree with that doesn't mean it's not a fact so how many of you guys have posted something on facebook or twitter or whatever And either gotten kicked off or gotten warned or gotten put in Facebook jail or whatever the case may be. Under the guides of someone reported you. Or you got a fact check from some random fact check dude sitting in his fucking basement of his mom's house. And more than not, I've gotten fact checked on stuff. And it's like, oh, it's not. It's partially true or whatever. And it would be like it'd be like I missed a word or I instead of is it was or something you know something stupid and it's it's an opinion so now we have a government controlled opinion checker that even where Chris had found this and I I meant to look this up I he sent me it the other day but he was saying that uh there's a um supposedly going around that uh once everything's official with this disinformation, whatever is governance board, that if, uh, if you tweet or Facebook or whatever, something that they don't agree with, they're going to freeze your bank account. I don't know how legit that is. So don't quote me on that. We are looking into that. Um, but, and then, and then George Carlin died shortly after that clip of a heart attack or heart failure. Um, he was 71. Could have been heart failure. Or was it he's saying too much shit that we don't like and he's getting these people riled up? We'll never know the truth. We'll never know the truth. But, you know, it almost seems like people that speak out against the government, they're the enemy. You know, back then, back in the 60s, they just killed you. Nowadays, they label you with the mis- you know misinformation label, and now the government is going to you know the Homeland Security is going to come after you. It's not going to be very long as long as this is able to keep going. It's not going to be long before you know. I don't have a great huge following on this podcast. We do okay, um, but it'll be interesting. When, when will I get a knock on the door? When will my servers get shut down? When will these things happen because of the things I say? And it's not even that what I'm saying is wrong. They just won't like it. Now, it's going to be easy for them to shut someone like me down because who am I? Right? I'm a dude with a part-time podcast and a full-time job. That's why I don't even talk about the job I do. I don't talk about my work. I mean, I know there's people that listen to this that I work with, so they know. But the majority of the people that listen to this don't have a clue. And I like it like that. Because I kind of need my job. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But what about the people out there that this is their job? You know, it's going to get very interesting and the reason I say that is because of this. Now, I know I'm a little late to the game on this one. But uh, you know, we, we went over that. <laughs> so here is uh, Representative Chip Roy of Texas. And uh this was uh when was this the other day? It looks like Tuesday um, yeah, last Tuesday. And he was a little animated.
3: The amount of speaker, the gentleman from Maryland talked about protecting this institution or talked about this institution, but we got a $40 billion bill at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I haven't had a chance to review the bill. My staff is pouring over the pages trying to see what's in it. You want to talk about the institution? You want to talk about standing up alongside Ukraine? Why don't we actually have a debate on the floor of the People's House instead of the garbage of getting a $40 billion bill at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? Not paid for, without having any idea what's really in it, with a massive slush fund that goes to the State Department, $13 billion, $8 billion for the economic support fund, 110 million billion for embassy security. We've got $40 billion that is unpaid for, and you want to sit here and lecture this body about what we're going to do or not do about standing alongside Ukraine? Why don't we talk about the American people who are hurting, the wide open borders, the inflation that's killing people, the jobs that people can't get because of the cost of goods and services in this country. Sitting here and being lectured to when I don't even have time to look at a $40 billion unpaid bill. I make a motion to adjourn.
0: It's very interesting. So, obviously, you guys know what he's talking about, right? They just passed the $40 billion more, 40 billion more dollars to Ukraine. That takes it up to damn near mil, uh million. I'm sorry, <laughs> billion dollars to Ukraine. Now, so let me read the. This is out of. Uh, this is off of NBC News. So, House passes forty billion dollar Ukraine package to provide military humanitarian aid. So, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So the House passed legislation. This was Tuesday. and That clip was from Tuesday, that would provide $40 billion in new aid to Ukraine as the Biden administration looks to step up the U.S. support for Kyiv in its war against Russia. The House voted 368 to 57 after Joe Biden urged a quick congressional action. Republicans balked at passing an additional $10 billion in COVID relief funds alongside the military and humanitarian assistance for Ukraine. All 57 votes, no votes, came from Republicans. So uh, here's Representative Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona who opposed the measure. He tweeted, I oppose Russia's invasion of Ukraine, but we can't help Ukraine by spending money we don't have. And of course, Nancy Pelosi had to praise the largely bipartisan vote saying on Twitter that the package would build on a robust support already secured by Congress and help Ukraine defend not only its nation, but its democracy for the world. (laughs) <laughs> the supplemental funding measure now heads of the Senate GOP leader Mitch McConnell said Tuesday he asked Biden last week to sep- to separate the coronavirus aid from the Ukraine funding. I had a chance to call the president last week, blah, 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 blah. Of course, he's going to, it's going to pass. I mean, it's already passed. This, obviously, the story is about a week old. But point being is this. We're in this starting February. So we're, what, two months in, three months in, two and a half months in, whatever you want to call it. And we're $54 billion to fucking Ukraine. And no no uh, breakdown of where the money is going, how it's being spent. So back to what I was saying earlier about war and, and uh, it being a controlled situation. Okay, let's assume for a second that Russia's beef is legit. Let's say everything they, they're doing, they, they feel some sort of way. And, but were we, and I say we because America, but I'm, I should say, is Joe Biden, is our State Department partly to blame for all this? <clears throat> I would venture a guess and say yes. <laughs> and was it all done under the guides of making money for our defense? um contractors so if you're giving a country 54 billion dollars in aid you're not just giving them you're, you're literally not giving them a ch- <laughs> the way it's going to work out is this they're going to give them quote-unquote money or they're going to give them aid they're going to give them um you know clothing not maybe not clothing but food and, and whatnot but more importantly they're give them uh, weapons, you know whatever the case may be, and that stuff's coming from somewhere, so basically what they 're doing is they 're writing a check the the government, our government is writing a check to themselves they're you know, they're taking a check out of the checkbook and they 're writing it to cash right forty bill cash and then they 're going to take that cash and turn around and go to Raytheon and go to uh, Le- uh, Lockheed Martin and they're going go to these defense contractors and they're going to buy whatever equipment from them they 're going to go to the The baby formula uh, companies and buy formula from them in the meantime you can't get any at the store and like Chip Roy was saying this is unpaid for this is just you're just literally how how many of you guys have a checking account and you could just cash a check for two thousand dollars five thousand dollars or let's be let's be ridiculous and say a hundred thousand dollars because that's essentially what they're doing. They're cashing a check, and the balance in the bank is 5 bucks, But they're cashing it for 100000 And then they're spending that money and giving it to their friends. This is all a laundering situation where we're spending money we don't have. In the meantime, like he said, we have people here suffering. The thing that kills me is this. Okay, so... The um, so I I found this. Let me let me read the title here. U.S. money given to Ukraine compared to stimulus checks and border security. So you know they passed the bill um, on Thursday. It was officially passed. Um, So with some referring to the U.S. Mexican border and explaining their opposition to the aid. So some of these Republican, uh, the fifty-seven that voted against it were referring to the, the border, our border, and um, explaining their opposition to the aid with some of the social media and com- complained that President Joe Biden's administration was providing funding to Ukraine but not further stimulus checks to America. Now, I'm going to say this about that. I don't give a fuck about stimulus checks to Americans. I'm sorry. There's plenty of jobs out there. There's no reason anybody shouldn't be working. We do not need stimulus checks. We do not need to spend more money on... Giving money to people. I'm sorry. I don't care if it's an American, or it's a Ukrainian, or it's a Haitian, or whatever. We don't need to give money to anybody. We don't have money to give. Okay. What we need is, we need our gas to go down. Period. If if we can get the gas and the diesel, especially, back down to a regular rate, I mean, hell, diesel's almost up to damn near six hundred god help us six dollars a gallon the truckers were bitching when it was 450 five dollars now it's almost up to six that's where all this i don't want to say inflation is coming from the inflation is coming from them scratching 40 billion dollar checks the inflation is coming from them giving everybody stimulus checks that money that's not money isn't free Money literally does not grow on trees. And the reason interest rates are going up is because who runs who runs that? Right? We hear, oh, the Fed is is increasing interest rates, right? Who in the fuck do you think the Fed is? They say the Fed and most Americans, I guarantee if if I took D time on the streets and interviewed just random people on the streets, when it when they say the Fed is increasing interest rates, what does that mean to you? Like we hear, oh, the Fed chairman, uh, Jerome Powell, blah, blah, blah. Okay. What does the Fed mean to you? When people say that, what does that mean to you? You think the federal bank, the, 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 you know, our government, right? No, it's not. It's the Federal Reserve. Okay. Go back to my previous shows, guys. The Federal Reserve is run by <laughs> a private entity, right? So as we print money, we're borrowing money, essentially. Okay, when you borrow money, you owe money. You don't borrow a dollar and pay back a dollar, you borrow a dollar and pay back a buck fifty or whatever the case may be. So, what is the way for the Fed to be able to get their money back? Raise the interest rates. So, if you have a house loan or uh, credit cards and any of those, anything you have a loan on, let me just put it that way if you have an APR, an adjusted percentage rate. Your rates are going up. It's not just we, oh, the Fed's raising interest rates. People think housing. It's, no, it's not that. If you have an APR rate of uh, loan on anything, credit cards, house, car, whatever the case may be, those rates went up. And it's a way for them to make their money back. Because who gets the interest? <laughs> the Fed does, not the government, Federal Reserve. Okay? <laughs> So, we don't need another stimulus. Okay. So, while the amount of US aid expected to head to Ukraine is substantial, it is dwarfed by the funds dispersed by the IRS over the course of the three stimulus pay, uh, payments, which is true. Um, but then the budget for the US Customs and Border Patrol, because we're worried about a border on the other side of the earth, right? But what about our border? So, the uh, budget for the uh, Customs and Border prot- uh, Protection is less than the aid to pledge to Ukraine, but still amounted to be more than sixteen billion in the fiscal year. I'd rather pay the sixteen billion to make sure our border is fucking secure than fifty-four billion, because what the hell is going to happen next week when Title Forty Two ends? As bad as it is now, and Title Forty Two ends, I mean, there's a lot of uh, conspiracy theories to everything that's going on and what could happen next week. Um. I'm hoping to have Chris on here, maybe this week or next week, and we'll get into that. But I'll I'll say this about that. Either the next six, seven days is going to be very exciting, or it's going to be business as usual. I guess that's kind of a broad spectrum, but in a week from yesterday is when Title 42 ends. And then there's other things that are supposed to coincide with that same date. And I don't want to get into that because I don't have all the specifics. I really wasn't thinking about talking about this. It just popped in my head because, you know, hi, I'm Don. But I'll get to that this week. How about that? I'm not going to speculate and and draw you into a, a story that I don't have a conclusion for, but I will talk about that later in this week. I'll get some more information on that. But nonetheless, anyway, secure our border. Okay. So in March we already gave them 13.6 billion, right? So now you add another 40, that brings you like I said, that's 54, 53 whatever. Um so the stimulus checks, you know, <laughs> equate it to almost 800 billion dollars to Americans over the pa- over those two years in twenty and 2021. That's ridiculous. Now I can understand People that weren't working because you had no choice. It's not even that you didn't work because you were scared or whatever. You, if you if your business closed down, if you were laid off, if you are whatever the case was, I get it. But the thing is, is most of those people that that happened to were getting unemployment. Plus, they were getting a bump on their unemployment. So, like, if you were making you know whatever five six eight hundred dollars a month in unemployment i think you were getting another five or eight hundred whatever i don't remember the exact dollar amounts but you were getting people were making more money to to stay home on top of getting stimulus checks we didn't need to get these stimulus checks um so there's in the past you know two plus years we've probably given away over two a trillion dollars at least that we have no, nothing to equate for. We just gave that money away. But the interesting thing is this. So back when, um, back when uh, Elon Musk was first talked about buying uh, Twitter. Now, of course, I don't know what's going on with that. I guess it's on hold because of whatever. Don't give a shit i really don't give a shit now granted i do use twitter to find stuff and look up stuff and give me ideas for the show okay cool um but right now elon Musk doesn't own twitter so whatever uh is he doing what he's doing to drive the price down is he doing it is he i don't know don't care whatever but anyway back in april when all this first was going down and he was going to buy twitter for 44 billion dollars you had people lose their mind oh he could end world hunger he could do this and he could do that and it was like okay so there was a story come out where he pledged six billion to one of the uh world food programs or whatever um but people were like um you know, forty-two. I'm trying to find the story real quick. So six billion dollars, you know, was uh, could. Here it is, right here. Will prevent uh, mass migration and save forty-two million people on the brink of starvation. This is what the leader, the leader, but the uh, the guy that runs the world, whatever it was, um, food program, the UN-based program. Um. So you know. Elon Musk went into detail. So according to the latest data from the WFP, World uh, Global Hunger is rising at an alarm rate with uh, 282 million people across 80 countries currently estimated to be experiencing extreme levels of acute hunger. The data from 2021 uh, represented an increase from around 110%. Compared to two years earlier, um, World estimates that 811 million people around the world do not have enough food, and 44 million are on the brink of famine. Following Musk, Musk prompt, a few days later, Beasley proceeded to provide the details on how $6 billion could avert the food crisis for 42 million people in 43 countries, uh, saying that it would be a cost of $6.6 billion to provide one meal a day uh, for one year to the population in need, or $0.43 cents a meal. Okay, so that was at $6 billion. So then you had people, well, $44 billion would be blah, 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 blah. Okay, cool, whatever. And I made a comment back then. It's his money. He can do what the fuck he wants. He wants to buy Twitter, let him buy Twitter. I don't really give a shit. World hunger is not one person's problem. World hunger isn't our problem. I'm not saying that instead of sending $54 billion to Ukraine, we should feed the world. I'm not even saying that. There's plenty of people in this country that are hungry, right? There's babies right now in this country that are hungry. Why? Because we can't get fucking formula for them. Why? I don't know. There's conspiracy theories behind that. You had one of the plants that uh, the government used mainly through th- for their WIC programs and whatnot. Uh, magically shut down because of bacteria. Still shut down. You guys knew this. And this happened a while ago. This didn't just happen like last week. It happened like six months ago. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're doing the things they're doing because... I don't know why they're doing the things they're doing. I have a I have an inkling, but uh, I don't know why they're doing it. Because in my heart of hearts, I want to believe that our government doesn't want to see... You always were taught when you were a kid that your government, local, state, and federal, had your best interests at heart. And it wasn't really until... Probably the last I don't know ten or twelve years that I've really started to become cynical of our government and what their ideas are and what their plans are, and it's really been bad the last i don't know six or seven years probably yeah, probably the last couple of years of Obama's presidency into Trump, and I'm nothing against Trump personally um but everything around Trump, and you just had that four year break. <laughs> but, it was, but it was pretty much a, a chaotic four years, right? And then you jump right back into Obama's third term with Biden, right? But um, point being is, $54 billion we don't need to send to Ukraine. We don't need to feed the world. We need to take care of our own people. What could we do in this country with $54 billion? With just $54 billion? Screw stimulus checks. I don't care about that what could we have done with the 800 billion dollars we put in st- in, st- in stimulus checks you know over 20 over the years of 20 and 21 right we put a pause on this country for a solid year a solid year plus in some parts of this country where people weren't working now granted if those people weren't working because it wasn't their fault, because the government, whether it was local, state, federal, whatever, was telling them, "No, it's not safe. We're all going to die." Then, yeah, people need to live. You should help them out. But did everybody in America need a stimulus check? No, they didn't. Most of us were still working. Now, granted, there was ten point nine people that lost their, or ten point nine million people that lost their job. Those people needed help. True. My question is this. We're back up to what, eight point three million back to work? You know, not created jobs, Joe. Not not that you're doing a fucking thing. People are finally going back to work. My question is is this the other two point six million that haven't gone back to work, what the fuck are they doing? You know what I'm saying? Did I mean I don't even know this question. I'm just asking it. Uh, did they pass away? Did Corona get them? I, I don't know. I'm just asking a question. But um, I'm just I'm just saying this. We did not need to give 800 billion dollars in in stimulus out. There was people that probably needed help. Yes, those 10.9 million people that lost their jobs were getting unemployment. They were getting um, extra unemployment. They were probably getting breaks on their mortgages and their rents and their electric bills and stuff like that did we need to give out $800 billion no but we did it's water on the bridge whatever $54 billion to Ukraine we do not need to do all we're doing in this is to like I said give our buddies some money in the the, um, defense funds defense contracts we have a homeless situation in this country it's out of control we have a, our own people that are hungry. We have gas shortages. We have food shortages. Go to your grocery store. I've been saying this for the last couple of months. They're not full. I stumbled upon this article. Now, this is from October of last year. And God only knows how I stumbled upon this, this article. And this gentleman writes, Food rationing to be announced in America followed by food riots and social unrest. Now, I'm going to read this. And um, back in October when he wrote this, um, if I had read this in October, I'd be like, damn, this dude's kind of shot out. But he, uh, so he writes in this, and today's analysts offered both here in article format uh, I, re- I reveal why food rationing is coming to America, followed by food riots. This is an analyst based on current data points and trends, including the collapse of agricultural fertilizer production affecting crop yields throughout 22. the collapse of the supply chain for agricultural machinery parts, i.e. no parts for tractors, planters, combines, etc., uh, the continued lockdown-induced labor uh, shortage crisis affecting food production processing companies and the obvious desire by the biden regime to cause maximum suffering and death across america via the vaccine mandates economic collapse and engineered scarcity so before we read on so the v uh the vaccine mandates that kind of has faded they've kind of lost the the Corona. I mean, they keep on trying to bring it up, keep on trying to build on it. That's kind of fading. Um, the other stuff here is interesting. Like I said, this was in October. The, he talked about the collapse of fertilizer production. We're seeing that. He talked about the collapse of the supply chain. We're seeing that. The lockdown-induced labor shortage crisis. Now, there's no lockdowns anymore, but there is a labor shortage crisis. And we see that. That's part of the supply chain issue. So um, while finance predictions are very difficult to nail down due to the ability of financial markets to, um, to suddenly shift, agriculture is dependent on natural cycles and time requirements such as seasons, plant growth, timelines, ability, uh, availability of fertilizer, cost of fuel, transportation infrastructure etc thus the agriculture inputs begin failing in the present it doesn't require rocket science to project the failures of the crop production one or more seasons into the future He, he describes this as future results of being baked in based on today's condition and inputs right now in late 21 We are seeing the collapse of supply lines for tractor parts, large-scale oil storage facilities, projecting a crisis in crude oil shortfall in the next few weeks, soaring energy prices, energy shortages on a global scale, and and the shutting down of fertilizer plants, ammonia plants, and greenhouse operations, breakdowns in transportation logistics and deliveries, logjam ports and container traffic congestion, and many other factors that essentially describe the kind of siege warfare under the United States is currently suffering. We are living in a theater of war right now, and engineered scarcity is just one of the many weapons that has been deployed in that war. Knowing all this, we can easily conclude that food availability is going to be crushed through the remainder of 21 all through 22 and likely into 23. It is no longer a question of whether food scarcity will dramatically worsen over the time period, but is merely a question of why it's being engineered and how long it lasts. So food scarcity is necessary to provoke food riots and social unrest leading to martial law and the suspensions of elections. Now, like I said, this article was wrote in October of 21. The Democrats know they're going to be politically slaughtered in the 22 midterms elections. If those elections are allowed to take place, if you thought the Let's Go Brandon chant was popular now, just wait for America to endure another year of starvation, food inflation, supply chain disruptions, border invasions, and money printing madness that loots the American pocketbook. With Democrats already a lawless cabal of heartless criminals who despise the American people, they have been desperately looking for a way to install themselves into permanent power and suspend elections indefinitely. Working backwards from this goal, the outcome outcome can only be accomplished by declaring martial law and suspending the U.S. Constitution and democratic elections. To declare martial law, they need widespread social chaos with millions of people in the streets wreaking havoc across the nation. The more havoc, the better for the Democrats as they attempt to justify martial law. Or the invocation of the insurrection act but how do you anger people enough to convince millions of them to take to the streets you starve them out so before i read on so i pretty much agree with everything this dude wrote i think the only difference is okay so let me back up here so we have talked about the elections coming up the midterms which have already started you've already starting to see primaries and we talked about this saying um and the democrats are very arrogant in the sense that surely they see what the fuck's going on right but it's like they don't care even though they like this guy says they're going to be slaughtered in the 22 any any podcast you listen to even even some of the left stuff you might watch on TV or a podcast they're talking about Things aren't looking good. Like if you, if you talk to a, a left or a liberal-leaning uh, news agency, whatever the case may be, even they're saying things aren't looking good for us coming up. I mean, hell, I played a clip of uh, Al Sharpton saying that. And then on the other side, you have the right saying, We're gonna, it's going to be a tsunami, it's going to be a tidal wave, it's going to be this, it's going to be a red wave, it's going to be blah, 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 whatever. So we all see this. We all see the fuckery that's going going on. We see this. And they're not even trying to hide it. Gas prices. I mean, shit. Not to skip around. <laughs> Fucking Biden just canceled damn lease. Uh, oil leases in uh, Alaska and the Gulf Coast. Let me jump to that story real quick and I'll come back to this. Um, this was just on... Oddly enough, on Thursday, Biden cancels offshore oil leases in Gulf Coast and Alaska. Um, Biden administration canceling three oil and gas leases scheduled in the Gulf of Mexico and the uh, coast of Alaska, removing millions of acres of possible drilling for as U.S. gas prices reach record highs. I'm not going to read this whole article. I just wanted to touch on that. And the reason is, is, okay, so we got the uh, inflation numbers what was that Thursday? Last week, Wednesday Thursday, whatever it was. And uh, yeah, anyway, um, and I was like, oh shit, it actually went down. It was 8.3. it was 8.5. I can't believe that gas was blah, blah. Well, it's because they calculated numbers on Friday before. So the numbers were calculated on what the sixth. right? Isn't it convenient how gas was I mean I don't want to say low because it was still fucking four dollars, but <laughs> it's 450 now. So and then Sunday fucking gas jump 40 cents is it is that didn't cross anyone's mind that how gas jumped i've never seen gas jump 40 cents overnight like that usually it's a five cents here dime whatever but that much one day it's because they had the number they wanted they could show that inflation's stagnant look it's a drop 0.2 percent Ooh, we're doing the right things bullshit they fudged the numbers to to make themselves look good. Now, granted, they're going to have numbers coming back out again next month. So what are they going to do then? I don't know. But anyway, then you cancel two fucking leases that you were talking so much about how the gas companies aren't pumping. They have all these leases. Well, you just fucking cancel them. And the leases that are active in various parts of the country are being upheld by EPA regulations. So these Democrats... Biden and whoever else, I don't even care about fucking Biden. Biden is not going to be president in 24, whether Trump is, DeSantis is, or someone else. Whether it's a Republican or a Democrat, or we're under martial law and we have General Zog out there, I, I don't know. I'm just, th- <laughs> I'm just saying shit. But my point is, is they're running this country like they don't give a fuck. What the American voter thinks or is going to do. This dude's got the lowest uh, approval rating of any president ever. And we thought Trump was bad. We didn't. I didn't. But a lot of people thought Trump was horrible. Right? (laughs) 30, what is his approval at? Like 33% I think last I saw. I mean, come on. Come on, man. And this guy, he doesn't care. So you have to wonder what this guy is saying here. Like, okay, they're going to be politically solid, so they know this, so they're just going to fucking shut shit down. So where I kind of, I don't disagree with this guy. Trust me, I do not. I don't think it's going to be just a food situation. What are we seeing popping up now? What just happened Sunday? Or was it Saturday night, Sunday, whatever? In Buffalo, right? You had a white supremacist go to a grocery store in Buffalo in a predominantly black neighborhood and killed 10 black people shooting uh, 13, I think. So shooting 13, killing 10, injuring three more. I haven't heard any news as to if those other three passed or not. But nonetheless, now we're getting these. We're getting shootings. We're getting these mass shootings. And of course, of course, the kid uh, live streams it on Twitch. You know, he has got a GoPro or whatever helmet cam and they let that go through i can get on twitter and say something that someone's not going to agree with and i'm gonna get kicked off but this kid can mount a video camera to his helmet and live stream it as he's doing the things he was doing and it didn't get taken down until after the fact how's that even possible and better yet why was it possible? Was it part of the plan? I'm not saying this kid was put up by the government to do whatever. He obviously was fucked in the head. Once again, mind you, a person that was on the FBI watch list. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Once again, another mass shooting by a person who they had suspicions about. But whatever. Why was he allowed to live stream that? So, regardless of the chaos he caused in that grocery store with those poor people that got killed for no reason, whether it was because they were black, I don't know. I mean, supposedly he had a manifesto. Um, Obviously, the guy was fucked in the head. So, was he a white supremacist? Maybe. You know, whatever. The facts of the case is he was a white guy, killed 10 black people, period. So it fits a narrative. White guy kills 10 black people. Uh, of course, had an AR-15. Um, so all the boxes are checked on this one. So I don't think it's just going to be about starving us. I think it's going to be a combination of things. It's going to be racial frustration, starvation, uh, inflation, <laughs> and prices. Every day I go to the grocery store, I think the prices are different. Gas, gas, uh, I mean, you name it. People are getting frustrated with their jobs. People are getting frustrated with their, I don't want to say with their lives. I don't have a frustrating life. My life at home is great. It's the having to get up to go to work. It's the, it's the things that involve life that's bullshit because you don't know how much longer it's going to last. So where I, where I agree wholeheartedly with everything he said, I don't think it's just you starve them out. So he, wrote, he goes on to say, America is just nine meals away from anarchy. That means nine missed meals. Of course, any and engineered food scarcity will ensure those meals are missed in the months ahead. As people go hungry, anger will rise and they will take to the streets. As chaos spreads, Biden handlers will respond with increasingly author, author, easy for me to say, authoritarian police state responses. They're already setting up the narrative by characterizing Americans who buy extra food as hoarders and by the way that's also in the uh, Patriot Act that you're not allowed to store food you're not allowed to hoard food or whatever you want to call it you are but once a national once they declare a uh martial whatever uh martial law or state of emergency or whatever the case may be if they suspect you of hoarding food, or if they know that you're hoarding food, expect a knock at the door. This is just the beginning of what will soon become, including food rationing on a nationwide ba- basis. Food rationing will have to be enforced by try- tying food to personal to a per- uh, food purchases to a person's ID, which means we'll have to soon have a nation where you don't need an ID to vote, but you need it to buy food. If this sounds infuriating, that's the whole point. They want people to get mad and take to the streets, creating a backdrop for the deep state false flag operators that can be used to attempt nationwide gun confiscation and roll out, rolling out a martial law. Have no doubts the deep state operatives are right now prepping the fertilizer bomb trucks and the chemical weapon stockpiles necessary to pull this off. So what that's saying is he's insinuating that there's going to be false flag events going on across the country where you're going to have, where he, where he writes fertilizer bomb trucks, and chemical weapons stockpiles. It's uh what he's what he's insinuating is going to be kind of like a Timothy McVeigh, McVeigh thing, where magically there's going to be a U-Haul truck that shows up somewhere and blows up, killing whatever. When in the show I did on the Oklahoma City bombing, there was an expert on there who said there's no way in hell that that truck would have done that kind of damage. There had to be other, and of course. As I found articles and I found live reporting from local news networks that was never reported in the nation, you know, nationally, there was other explosive devices in the building. I don't think Timmy, Timothy McVeigh had anything to do with that. But that's what he's, this guy's insinuating. You're going to see these things. Crowds flood into the streets. The deep state will stage terrorism attacks to blame patriots. So they're going to blame people like us for this. So... Look at everything that's going on right now. You got the Roe versus, it's not even Roe Wade case, it's the Dobbs case out of Alabama. But, so you got the abortion fight. So you got, people are going to be hungry. You got uh, racial situations going on. Guarantee you, I can almost, with, with, without certainty, I can say this, that I can almost guarantee, what is today? Today is May 16th. Um, I bet you before the end of this month we have a situation with a police officer and a black suspect uh, not in this state I'm not saying anywhere in particular but guarantee you're going to see another George Floyd type situation, Ahmaud Arbery you're going to see something come on because they need that rage they need that tw- when was George Floyd was that 20? right they need that rage they need that pop they need it now they just got what happened in in uh, buffalo haven't seen a whole lot more on it so i'm sure that is yet to come and the kid obviously he he uh pled it not guilty in his initial court uh it's not going to be quick enough for him to go to court be acquitted or not acquitted or whatever the case may be and and shit blow up from there it's that's a ways down the road but you know you go on twitter and you look at this and it's like oh this is because of kyle rittenhouse what the fuck (laughs) people still believe kyle rittenhouse killed black people okay he didn't so whatever anyway um as I, as I read on, crowds floating in the street, blah, 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 Terrorists blame patriots, Christians, and the unvaccinated. The 22 midterms will be suspended, and Biden might even plunge us into a the, 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 heh, theoretical, theatrical. fuck, I can't fucking say words for shit today. I'm tired. War with China, which might even be staged to declare nationwide, nationwide lockdowns during a time of war. Now, will it be China? Will it be China-Russia? Will it be whatever? I mean, there's so much crap, And like I said, this guy wrote this back in October. And he's pretty much on the point here. Mass starvation, mass depopulation via bioweapons, deep state chemical weapons attacks on domestic population, engineered financial collapse are just a few of the weapons now at the disposal uh, disposal of America's enemies within. And they have no hesitation whatsoever in using them to demonize their political opponent, opponents and show up are author. Jesus fucking Christ, I can't say the word. Their power, how about that? Transforming America into a full blown medical police state. I'm sorry. Words are hard today, guys. I've been up since 11 o'clock last night and it's almost three. So, sorry. I worked all day. All night, whatever. Anyway, I think he's on point with a lot of things. I don't think it's going to be any one situation. I think it's going to be a combination of things. It's going to be the food. It's going to be racial. It's going to be the abortion case. It's going to be all these different things. And something's going to happen. And I even kind of go more towards this abortion case and what's going on in front of these justices' houses and stuff. Um, I almost think that... You could see the the uh, whatever happening where they blame patriots. It's going to be a situation like that. They're going to use this abortion thing, which is why conveniently it leaked, right? You had the opinion leaked. You had the guy kill 10 black people at the grocery store, and it was streamed. You. It's just all, all these different little things. And then as bad as we think inflation is, and we think of inflation as the prices going up on... Gas and groceries and whatnot. Here's the thing. Your, your grocery prices or your goods in general are high because gas. But even more importantly than gas that we put in our cars is diesels, almost $6 a gallon. I came across this story. And I know I'm running long here because, you know, hi, I'm Don. I like to fucking run my mouth. And I start popping things in my head. Anyway, diesel rationing could hit the East Coast this summer. Refinery owner says. So, without reading this whole story, I'm going to read this whole story. No, um, East Coast of the U.S. could face worsening diesel shortages this summer. John Castamatis, CEO of United Refining Company, said in an interview with Bloomberg. United uh, produces some 70,000 barrels of petroleum product products each day. Sells gasoline throughout Western New York and Northeastern Pennsylvania and he says i wouldn't be surprised to see diesel being rationed on the east coast this summer right now inventories are low and we may see a shortage in the coming months okay so if if diesel's around it's 559 here i think the national average is 555 this was as of thursday um it could be damn near 6 bucks before summer Carriers and owner-operators, especially those with already slim margins, are struggling to keep up with rising diesel prices. Castamatis said he doesn't expect 350 stations United Refining operates to be low on gasoline. It will just be very expensive. Drivers will pay the highest gasoline prices ever paid for on Memorial Day. National diesel inventories are the lowest in 17 years, and the East Coast stockpiles haven't been this low since 1990 according to the department of energy several truck stop chains and fuel providers have commented on the possibility of rationing pilot uh, flying j is aware of the tight diesel markets especially in virginia and georgia and is closely monitoring the situation benchmark administrators general index supply freight wave with an assessment on tuesday that indicated the tightness of the east coast diesel stock may be loosening the U.S. has increased diesel exports to help supply Europe. Cool. With <laughs> previously Russian-supplied fuel, but higher prices of diesel on the East Coast may impact how much diesel companies send to Europe, where prices are slightly lower. Oddly enough, on Monday, the general index price for ultra-low ultra sulfur diesel is about 3.90 a gallon in Rotterdam, Netherlands, and 4.30 a gallon on the East Coast of Florida of, of the U.S which isn't true because it's almost six bucks. Anyway, without reading on, rationing diesel. So if diesel is already expensive, which is causing a lot of the stuff in the grocery stores to be expensive, what do you think is going to happen when they ration it? What do you think happens when you have trucks that deliver daily to grocery stores or Walmart or Walgreens or wherever that run on diesel fuel? Now they can't. Right, They're going to go every other day or maybe every three days, depending on how busy that store is. And what is is Biden going to say? Oh, you should have electric vehicles. Okay, whatever. (laughs) That's nothing that's going to happen today. What are we going to do today? Right? This administration, as bad as everyone thought Trump was, and that he was an agent of chaos, and he was... He himself wasn't, in my opinion, the agent of chaos. I believe, if I'm wrong, whatever. And I know there's people that are going to disagree with what I'm going to say. But I believe Trump was there to do the right things. He just had so many people around him that didn't want him to succeed. Because they're part of the deep state, they're part of the swamp, they're part of these words that Trump used to say, and people like, oh, drain the swamp, oh, deep state, blah blah blah. It's fucking true. How many how many things has Trump said about whatever that ended up being fucking true? Right. <laughs> so I don't believe that he was the agent of chaos. I think he was a victim of chaos. I think your agent of chaos is in the White House right now because he's a bumbling fucking idiot and he doesn't know shit from shit other than the stuff that's in his pants. And the puppet masters are controlling this and they're getting exactly what they wanted because they didn't want Trump in the White House. And that's four years of, of time they lost fucking up this country. The reason everything seems to be happening so fast is because they need it to happen so fast. <laughs> Because they had a four-year hiatus that they weren't expecting. Because in 2016, it was either supposed to be Jeb Bush or Hillary Clinton. And then when Trump won the Republican nomination, they, they had every point for Hillary Clinton to be president, to be able to continue the Obama fuckery. And for the life of them, they did not expect Trump to get the votes he got and as much as that election was rigged for Hillary to win they didn't rig it enough because they did not think Trump was going to get 60 something million votes and so they made sure that problem didn't happen again in 20 which is why you had the the uh, 2000 Mules documentary for example and if you haven't seen it guys watch it it's, it's, it's good but um, which brings you to Biden, 81 million votes. No one voted for him. Not that many people voted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It didn't happen. I, I watched that 2,000 mules. I'm telling you, it's, it's pretty fucking good. But nonetheless, they made sure that they were going to have another four-year delay. And why do you think everything's happening so fast? Because they need it to happen so fast. Because they need, they need this country to go to shit in a handbasket. Because if they really cared about us, this con- this administration does not give a shit about any of us. If they did, would they be sending all this money to Ukraine? No, they'd be helping us. They'd be worried about gas. They would They would fix something. They wouldn't just be like, oh, we'll, we'll just do E-15 instead of E-10. Okay, that's not fixing the problem, Joe. Canceling... Oil leases in the Gulf and in Alaska isn't fixing the problem. Giving gas to Europe isn't fixing our problems. He's fixing everyone else's problems or trying to. But he don't give a shit about me, you, the person sitting next to you, the guy you're driving next to right now as you're listening to this podcast. He don't care about none of us. And the people that are pulling his strings give two fucks about us too. So it's time for us to care for us. And I've said this before, and I know I just read this about rationing and not rationing, but hoarding and or if you want to call it hoarding or stockpiling, whatever you want to call it. Guys. I've been saying this since last year. If you have the means, if you go to a grocery store or if your local grocery store has a BOGO or you go to one, you know, whatever the case may stock up, buy some extra shit I'm not saying you need to go apeshit and back the pickup truck up to the grocery store and load it full. I'm not saying that. But it does not hurt to buy a little extra if you can afford it. I'm not saying, oh, you need to go to, you know, my Patriot Supply. I'm not saying you need a emergency. I'm not saying you need that. Not yet. I'm God help us if we do. But, um, I don't know. I'm trying to get prepared as best as I can. But money's tight for me, too because just like it's tight for everyone else listening to this. And then if you know if that wasn't enough if if that wasn't enough for us to be like God bless. Iran readies for grid blackout war with the US. No one's talking about this. And the latest sign that Iran is reading for a military clash with the United States. Even as it works to revive an Obama-era nuclear deal, experts have revealed that Tehran is hardening its critical infrastructure as a possible response to an attack on the U.S. electrical grid. So just in time for summer, guys. Here we go. And We don't have enough issues where we're probably going to see brownouts or blackouts or whatever you want to call them because of the fuel prices and whatever else. That's all we need. Now, Said in the, in the Biden administration, some, uh, some said Iran does not have yet the traditional nuclear tip missiles that could strike the U.S. Others are now citing evidence that the terrorist nation is stepping up its efforts to explode a small nuclear weapon delivered on a satellite in the skies over key electrical grids, creating um, blackout knockouts for the U.S. So, this is the Biden administration. These people in... The Biden administration saying this, but yet they're still trying to work on the Obama uh, nuclear deal with these fucking people. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be a fucking nuclear tip. Whatever it could be, just EPMD. It could you know? It could just be an electric pulse, magnetic blah blah blah. You know, you don't need to have a nuclear explosion to fuck things up. So, I'm just saying, we are we are living in very sketchy times. And we have a government that doesn't give a shit about us. So, like I said, it's time for us to give a shit about us. So, anyway, with that being said, you guys have a great day. (laughs) I do want to say a couple things. So, it looks like I'm going to do another show with Fred from the Freedom Variant. I did a show back with him in uh, August, I think. I think it was August. Uh, So, we're going to do another show coming up soon. I don't know exactly when, but as soon as we do it, uh, you'll hear it and um yeah so guys go to our our website don't tread on America.com. go to the facebook page and or instagram at don't tread on america dot, uh don't tread on america and on twitter d underscore 1775 if you want to follow me on twitter it's pcgc underscore 1775 oh and also, don't forget i'm on tiktok the ticker tocker don't tread on america and those would be the best way to see things coming up and uh Shows And if I have an issue where I'm not going to be on a show, you'll know. Because I usually tweet it out or put it on Facebook. Um, so with that being said, it is Monday, uh, May 16, 2022. And uh, you've been listening to the soothing tones of Don Q. <laughs> I'll be back on Wednesday and we'll delve more into the fuckery that is this country and how um, the Biden administration is trying to ruin it. Until then, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Peace out.